everyone, it's Sandra Ganley here and I am so excited to bring you the new Country Chats podcast. I'm going to be talking about all things in the Irish country music scene, from singers to songs, dances to dance venues. I'll also be interviewing singers and dance teachers along the way and delving a little bit deeper into the great world of social dance and country music here in Ireland. So I hope you'll be able to tune in. Hello everybody, you are very welcome to episode three of the Country Chats podcast. I hope everyone is keeping well. I'm delighted to have on the podcast today Mr Declan Flanagan, uh, a fellow dance teacher. So it's going to be great to catch up with Declan and chat about everything in the social dance scene and all things dancing. Declan, how are you keeping? I'm keeping grand. Good to see you again, Sandra. Good, good to see you as well. It's been a while. It's been a while with everyone now, yeah. Especially with all the things that are going on. Absolutely. I'm admiring your background there. Tell us a bit about that room you have. Oh, well, the room is, uh, you're probably a lot of people familiar with the videos I put up, are, um, where it's my dance studio. But it was also years ago, it was a little sweet shop, famous sweet shop, belonged to an aunt of mine. Her name was Louis. That's why it's, it's called uh, Louis. But uh, as you dead now, 34 years. But it's a place, it was a kind of a place where everybody came years ago after matches and you know, and everywhere. She had two long benches down the middle of it here. And she had behind behind me here, it was the whole wall was all full of jars of sweets. And, you know, it was one of the That's shops. lovely. And I'm sure there was a dancer too done there as well. Yeah. Well, she'd be delighted now, I have to say now, because she loved young people. And uh, she loved the young people coming in a lot. She'd done loads for them. So she'd be delighted to know that uh, people are coming in here now and learn how to dance. Yeah, she'd be happy with that. That's great. No, it looks fabulous. And I know from seeing it on Facebook and social media, so some people would be familiar with it. So it's lovely. So Declan, tell us, um, I suppose we'll start at the beginning, because um, I, I, I know you for a few years, but um, it's little questions like, how did you get started and who taught you and all that kind of thing um, that I'm interested to know. So tell us a bit about that. Well, first of all, I don't have a background in dancing and I didn't dance, number one, and I certainly wasn't teaching dancing. And for years, I was, I was what, probably over 40 years of age, just a little over 40 years of age. I was at a dance. I know exactly where I was. It was a dance down the road here, an American tea dance. And it was an aid of the Gambia. And it was a priest over. And they do something every year for him. And I was sitting down. And I was looking at him. Um, because my cook clock went off. And I forgot about that. And, and uh, I see a couple dancing. And I just, just thought there and then, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to have a go at this. You know, and I'm going to stick at it. Because I'd started different things during my life and didn't stick at it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to stick at this. I'd love to, I'm just watching them gliding on the floor. And, uh, and that's what I done. So I didn't know where to do it. That was the problem, that was the problem here. You couldn't learn dancing socially. And that, that's a big problem. Not so much now with everybody teaching now. But at that time, even though it's only 10, 12, 13 years ago, whatever it was, that time you wanted to go learn to dance. There was maybe, maybe up the north, it might've been a little bit different. Um, but down here, you had to go to a ballroom class, you know, that's the way it was. So that's what I'd done. And what I'd done is I asked a few people around here, would they be interested? And I was doing a course in Gorey, and I could see these people learn to dance way across the other side of the college. So I got off early one night and I went over and I asked this woman, her name was uh, Gina Beasley. She's a famous woman down here, South and George, for teaching dance. And they were kind of the only ones. And I said, look, if I got a group big enough, would you come down to Blackwater and do a class? So that's kind of how it started. So that was the start of it. So she agreed to it and I got the group down together and uh, she came in and like the dancing would have been strictly, you know, and this is probably something we're going to hear on along the interview here, you know, in, in lots of different ways, you know, strictly type dancing and, you know, and not so strictly type dancing, you know, 
and uh, which is kind of what we're more used to, you know, with the jiving and all the rest of it. So she came down and, and I, it's really small woman. I remember coming into the room with her high heels and she kept clapping and she had a she had a tape recorder, you know, because she was old style, you know, and she yeah. didn't know about CDs or anything, you know. But the problem with it was, and this is probably one of the reasons kind of what started me off, well, what she would do was she would like say, maybe get the girls to, to do their bit and then she'd sit down and educate all the lads up. Now the lads, you know, well, I don't know if you guys realize how difficult it is for a lad to go into a dance class. He would sooner go to war than go to a dance class. It's an awful thing. It goes against everything, you know, that, that, that we're about, you know, we want to be, you know. So, so that's what happened. And what happened then, she'd line the men up and she'd get us to do the steps and she'd be falling over each other. The girls would be all tittering and laughing at us. And like, this just wasn't on, you know. Yeah. So what happened was, I noticed that not only in that class, but as I went on to different classes, I see an awful lot of men who come into classes and maybe left after one class or two classes, you know, because they felt intimidated, you know. And that really, really kind of affected me because I knew how difficult it was to take that first step into the class, you know. And I thought, there's lads now who maybe 20, 30 years have been dying to dance and have come in and they'll probably never come back again, you know, because they you know, they couldn't dance. So that was kind of one of the things that was on my mind that got me going. So what would happen then is someone would come into maybe the class and and uh, they would use different terminology, of course, in the, in the ballroom, you know, they wouldn't use simple language, you know, because it's, it's, it's a strictly type of teaching, you know, they use, they won't go one, two, three, you never hear them saying that, they'll say side, close, side, you know, yeah. this all is very well, like, you know, but this to us means nothing. Like, side, close, side doesn't get from our brain to our feet, it gets lost long before it gets to it, you know, and then lots of other things, and there was all to do with posture and heels and toes, and sure, a lot of the lads were completely lost. And I might say to a lad there, Look, if you want to get that, just go one, two, three, and take a step forward, you see. And she caught me saying that she'd ate me. And Gina would. But this was kind of how it went on, you know, and this is kind of how it started. And then I, I, got, I, I got more into it just showing people it just a simpler way how to do the same dance, you know. And that's, that's, that was the very start. I'd say the start of the, the, the teaching, anyway, that was the, what put the seed in maybe to start teaching, you know. But the dance itself, I'd done the ballroom. Because uh, it was the only thing available. I went to many different teachers around here. Um, I competed eventually and uh, um, I, I won all Ireland in, in, um, in quick step and slow waltz and you know and that. It was grand but the problem I found with it and the problem I found later on with a lot of dancers it was just too competitive you know. Mm. And I just found that when you went to a dance or something it was it was competition and it was also it was also grades you know you were yeah. either a bronze dancer or a silver dancer or a gold dancer and this was so I moved away from I got to see different styles of dancing then and I started to do a lot of swing dancing you know and I liked it I used to go to England quite a lot no yeah I hadn't danced all my life and all of a sudden I was spending every weekend or second weekend on a plane going somewhere uh, <laughs> to dance you know I really you know really got submerged in it you know and uh, I done different different sides of dancing. No, Lindy and West Coast and all the rest of it. And I just found the same thing again, over and over again. You know, I just found that when you went to a class, there was a beginners, there was uh, there was an, an improvers, there was an advanced, and you had all these things. You know, yeah. I, I never liked that about the dancing. You know, I never I never liked that. And I also found that when you went to go dancing, it was the advanced dancers were inclined to dance with the advanced girls, you know, and, and you know, there was always that in it, you know. I done, I like West Coast Swing, it was a dance I love, and uh, you know, and I also love Argentine Tango, was another dance I absolutely love. I liked it because it was freestyle, you mm -hmm. know, because the dance was freestyle, and that's important, we probably 
touch on that later on too. With the freestyle, you know, when you go up to dance with everyone, it wasn't set. Like if you go up to walk with somebody, or quick step with someone, you're going to do the same thing all the time, all the way around the floor, mm -hmm. you know, within reason. Whereas, you know, that was a bit of a, the tango and the, and the swing dance, it was, men had a bit of freedom to, to, do, to do what they liked, you know. And that was, that was what I liked about it. So I don't tango, but I found the same thing in tango too. There was very much a kind of an elitist group with it, you know. And I used and to drive with Beg your pardon? A set way of doing it as well, kind of. Um, or, or was it more freestyle? Uh, tango was very, Argentine tango was very freestyle, you know, but it's, it's, it's uh, like, like Argentine tango, you'd be, I'd have to laugh sometimes, you know, people would come in about the jiving and they'd be thinking it's so difficult to learn. I think go to a tango class and, and see what. Yeah. You, they could have you maybe three months walking around the floor, just walking steps around the floor. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, you know. But again, it's, it was the same thing. I used to go up to Dublin and do that, and I actually brought Argentine uh, teachers down to Blackwater. But another thing, too, about, about a lot of them dances is that they're all very good, but where do you dance them? You know? Yes. Now, where do you dance them? Where are you, where are you going to go in Ireland to dance them? You have to go to specialise. It'd be no different than doing set dancing. You know? It, it, it's grand you know, if you do set dancing, but you have to go to a set dancing cater to do it. You're not going to do it in the pub. You're not going to do it at Cowboys and Heroes, you know? No. <laughs> You would if the music was playing and it was eight people, you know. If there's seven, exactly. you can do it. If there's if there's if there's nine, there's one left out, you know. So it's it's you have to kind of go to a, to a certain place to do it, and that that was another thing about those particular type of dancing, you know. Yeah, and well, I don't know. I actually started um I started doing ballroom dancing classes there, private lessons before um the COVID nineteen lockdown. I had just started. I had had two lessons um up this way. I'm not going to name any names um. So we won't name any dance teacher names in the interview other than our, our, the two of us. But I was doing ballroom dancing lessons and I found it hard. Like as a dancer all my life, uh, an Irish dancer since I was four and five would have danced right up to the World Championships, studying and dance in college. And now being a full-time social dance teacher, I found it hard. So I can only imagine how uh, people who just like yourself, who just decided to start dancing, um, would find it. I mean, there is so much language and technique and and you have to do it this way and posture. Like, I found it challenging. Now, I haven't been back since because obviously of COVID-19, but um, it's, it's a whole different world. And like you said, where do you do it? I mean, it's fine if me and you go to a dance and we know how to do the ballroom waltz. I mean, you can get up and do it, but not many people might know so you have to be there with someone that knows how to do it don't you yeah you have to be you know and then i wouldn't like to let anyone be put off as regards ballroom because we have to separate i, I, I looked at your questions um actually last night about uh, what you asked me and it was just things running through my head and it's very important that for people who are listening to this program that the ballroom we let's call one social ballroom and one strictly ballroom you know just just as regards the difference in the two of them they're exactly the same dances. They're exactly the same steps. They're exactly the same timing, except for, except for the main thing with the strictly bottom, it just takes up more space. You know, you need more space to do it. You know, whereas social dancers like us, the, the, the gutter snipers of the dancing, you know, because the dance halls we're used to are so busy, you know, so packed. If we do a quick step, we do it quite compact. We only have a little space to go around the floor to do it, you know. That's if it's there at all, you know. And that's that's why we do it different. But don't anyone think that it's a different dance? It's not. If you wanted to go into competition, you would learn strictly because you'd have, you know, if you're going to compete, you're going to have to have everything right, you know. But dancing quick step, 
dancing quick step uh, social dancing is exactly the same you know I mean whether you go like this <laughs> or whether you're like this <laughs> it's still the same dance you know you know uh, people uh, people like to like to think different I mean you could learn like in the dances you could learn there's no reason why anybody who never done quick step or never done a waltz and had 20 left feet there's no difference why they couldn't learn it in 60 seconds there's no reason that's exactly my outlook that's that's such a simple dance you know yes you know i mean that's 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 it there's not really nothing in it you know it's the the quick step for instance i i know to say video weddings for instance you know while my son does it now and now it meant nothing to me before i started dancing no, when the music came on. When I started dancing, I took a whole new look at everything. Because we all take new looks at everything. When everything looks different when you start dancing, you know, and the music is different because when you can't dance so much, you don't like it as much as you did before. Mm-hmm. But I was amazed that going to weddings, um, how many people wouldn't get up or couldn't get up and do the quick step. A wedding of generally now 240 people, generally 50 people, and maybe one couple, maybe two of the older couples. That's all. Now, a few, a few more people do the waltz. That's amazing how many people want to do it but can't do it, you know. Because they think it looks so complicated and, oh, I like can't me. do that. I couldn't do that. Yes, like me, back to where I spoke about it. I have to keep coming back to everything. When I was there at the American Tea Party and I looked at the two couple, the couple going around the floor and I thought, God, how hard is it going to be to learn what they are doing, you know? But now, now, I, now I see it completely different, you know? Yeah, I get the feeling that you teach very much like me because I, um, I would have seen, I would have been at your classes before. Um, now, for anyone listening, I, I was there because we were working. We would have worked at weekends together where we both would have been teaching workshops. And then when one was teaching, the other person would be watching and vice versa because we were all there supporting each other. So I would have seen Declan yourself teaching before. And I get your, I feel like you teach very much like me in that you simplify everything down as far as you can and that way it clicks with people and i think that's very important because people to say oh jiving usher geez i couldn't do that now man and oh this should the footwork and oh the, all the turns and i mean well especially for me teaching the kids i have to simplify it down to as much as i can without right and left and i get the feeling you're the same you have it simplified as far as you can and then it clicks with people yeah well that's you definitely definitely hit the nail on the head there you know, keep it, keeping it simple, keeping it easy. I want, we all, I want people to be able to dance, you know. Um, I remember going to lessons you know, years ago before, different types of styles, and I often thought at the end of it, are they deliberately, are deliberately making this hard so you have to keep coming back and you actually don't learn anything? I thought, is, is that, I'm, I'm not just taught that. Is, that. is that actually the plan here, you know? Whereas the plan in the social dance is the complete opposite. You want everyone to know how to dance. And I noticed that even in, when someone comes into a class, I'm sure it's the same for everybody, and they're struggling. Everybody gives them a hand, you know. Everybody wants them up to the same level. And our level is, our level, of course, in, you know, Irish people, um, back to the years, Irish people love dancing. And, and young people love dancing. And they like dancing without rules, and they like dancing without regulations. That's what they love, you know. I have to laugh at some of the lads out dancing. Don't have a clue, like, you know. And they be as wild as... Like lads have to come down out of the mountains, you know, and to be lashing the girls out and all the rest of it. But they have a sun crack, you know. Yeah. And that's it. It's when they're enjoying it and they're not thinking about it. That's when the the actual enjoyment really started. You you couldn't do that in you couldn't do that in in, in, say the West Coast where I was in or the the Lindy or the 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 the, the Shag dancing or the 
or the bottom. You, that, that, you couldn't do that. Like, I mean, you just couldn't go in and start doing something like that. But everything goes in, the, in like, when you go to the likes of the big festivals and all, I mean, the queer things you see going on there on the dance floor, you know, but everyone's having a right crack, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I often wonder, <laughs> some of the girls said they don't get half killed, you know, but they have a right crack, you know. You don't have to be a, a, a silver or a gold dancer, or you don't have to be level this, or you don't have to be advanced, you know. You just mm-hmm. have to be able to get up and ask someone up. Uh, for the crack and have a bit of crack you know it's all about the crack isn't it well that's it and i think that's the part you said it there like it's not about being at such a level um it's just it doesn't matter about what level you're at you just get up and you get out and you do it and it doesn't matter if you only know the basics um or if you're if you know a good few of the advanced moves everyone just gets stuck in and look sure like yourself we've met so many people from the social dance scene like through just asking to have a dance. And people, I suppose in my classes, the one thing people find hard to understand is, well, how do you just get up and dance with with someone else? Like I'm used to dancing with my friends. I can't get up and dance with anyone else. And that's the mindset a lot of people have is, oh, but I know how to dance with Mary, but oh, I couldn't dance with anyone else now. And it's getting their heads around, well, you can, you know how to dance. You just need to open up and that kind of thing. Like just out of curiosity, do you mix people up in your classes? Because I don't. Oh yeah, that's that's. I think that's the, the making of the classes is mixing yeah. up. You no, know, it's it's that's why a lot of people come. Uh, now I do see I do see some people um, don't. Now when I used to go to the big events in England, now you're talking about in England, you're talking about events with four thousand people. You know, like it works different over there because over there you have like you're probably too young to remember Butlins here, but you know. Which is a holiday resort here in Ireland, mm. but in England, like there's probably five hundred of them, you know. Because you imagine the coastline in England, how big it is, and over there from the from the very early nineteen hundreds, like I mean, they had these holiday resorts, you know. And what happens is, um, where they're busy in the summer, come the winter, they're they're all empty. All these big resorts, you know, and every type of dancing you could, I was everything goes into these places, you know. And I used to uh, go over there and went to all different types of classes what they would do over there they would always mix you but they always had this thing called fixed couples you know and if you were a fixed couple it means that you could go off the side and you go to, and you could say if you didn't like to change partners this is what they used to do you know so and i kind of would still say this in class look if you're if you're um if you've come in as a couple and you'd like to stay as a couple i said there's no problem there you know when people move around you know try and give everyone the option you know but i just find the the moving around the moving around thing uh people love you know and that's like, like the taxi dance, for instance, you know, you know, where everybody, but then I suppose if you're in a class situation and you didn't want to do that, you know, maybe probably the option should be there for people, like, you know, if they don't want to mix. And that's what I do. Exactly. I give the option. So I'm glad you've kind of said that. Um, Cause I know some dance teachers would just, you're, you're swapping and that's it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Dance with 10 different people in one night. And just from talking to people with the kids anyway, I always mix them up because it's a kid's class with the adults. I'll give them, if they come with a partner, I'll leave them with the partner. If they come on their own, obviously they'll have to dance with somebody um, that has come on their own and that usually works out okay. But then I would usually wait three or four weeks and then when they're, when they're settled and they know every, when they've got to know people, then I will mix them up. So I kind of let them get settled first because I just see the faces sometimes when I say we're going to mix you up and the faces just say it all sometimes. So I hate... Maybe I'm too soft. I hate making them feel uncomfortable if I can see it in their faces. So I leave it a week or two and then we'll do the taxi dance just to mix them up or something like that. And then I'll let them off. 
But as well as I just say to them, you might not want to mix up, but that's the way you're going to learn more and you're going to get much better if you're mixing up because you'll get used to dancing with someone else. You won't be, um, I find they get too used to dancing with the same person and then they know, oh, well, we're going to do three turns and we'll do a spin and they have it set. And I'd say you can't have it set. It's not always going to be that way. So I do mix them up. I shouldn't have said I don't. I do mix them up, but I leave them a few weeks. I don't want to make them nervous. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's fine. I, I've been there. I've been there. Like I've gone, like when I've gone to workshops in England, where there would have been like very, very advanced dancers. I mean, they would come from all over the world. I mean, the teachers over there were these were top world class teachers, and you get people traveling to travel from everywhere, America, France, everywhere. You know, and like I was totally on the over there. You know, and uh, they'd say, "Would you mix?" And I was terrified to mix. You know, you know, because. Because you know you wouldn't know the dance, and you'd be with girls that were really good at it. You'd be making it probably easier to yourself, you know. So I used to, I used, I definitely used to like go and go and fix as they. That's what they call it, you know. So I do understand that, yeah. But that's kind of how we work it. So we would just give people the option. I'd say if you come in on your, if you come in with, with a couple now, I have to say this about this. I do say this in class. If you come in with a couple, you can stay with them, you know. Because what I wouldn't allow in the class is, is and people know this, is that, uh, say, um, a girl had come in on her own, you know, and then another fellow in the class came in and he talked, she's, she's a fine looking yoke, she is, and he goes over and said, we'll fix couples and he'll grab her and stay with her the whole night. I don't allow that. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> that girl might be comfortable with that, you know. Well, this is it, yeah. That's <laughs> so it, that's gas. He might think... She's a, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's a great dolly burner or whatever. But she yeah. might do the same about him. So, you know, you have to be, you have to be careful all these little things. So you have to be aware. Think, it's not just about teacher dancing. You have to be aware of your audience. Yeah. You know, and, and also, you know, a lot of the girls, uh, down to the years, a lot of girls who come into the class are, come in on their own, you know, and through talking to them, they've come in, they've started dancing through different things. People lost partners, people, Separated from partners, uh, I've spoke to girls who've who've had who've had uh, troubled lives through different things. Now I don't even go into it now, you know, and would have never gone out. And they find the dance classes a safe environment, you know. Yeah. You know, so you kind of have to be wary that you keep them protected, you know. That's and it. So, Did so, so much. How we work that? We can let them fix. Um, just on the, on the I don't just I don't just not history lesson like that, but. Just, just on the on the dancing itself, and 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 the beginning of dancing, say in Ireland, it was probably dancing all over all, all the time, you know. But say going back from back from say dancing starting in from the twenties, say when Ireland got its independence and things changed here, and things would have opened up and all the rest of it, you know, there wouldn't have been a restriction on anything doing with Irish and all the rest of it. Um, it would have started off dancing would have been all around Caelian old time, generally how things would have started. So you had. You had a band, you either on the Cayley dance, waltz, and we see events or something, and an old time waltz. So, Cayley and old time generally down here is what it was. That's what everybody went to Cayley and old time. You had a few lads sitting down playing a few instruments, and that was grand. And it wasn't then, the, the change really came from emigration. You know, we would have a lot of emigration, a huge amount of emigration over to England. You know, earlier on the emigration, a lot of people wouldn't have come back. But when people start to come back, it started influencing what we're, what we're at now, you know. So, you would have had the people from who had emigrated to England coming back and they probably would have picked up a bit of quick step because there was no quick step in in, in, in Ireland, you know, you know, or, or Fox, no one knew what it was anyway. So 
that started to come in a little bit. And this has been out to talking to people and old people, because anyone that dance years ago, I'd be straight away, I don't know all about it, you know. Mm. And then you had an influence come back from America at the time, you know, and they were coming back with something different. They were coming back with, you know, you know, Buddy Holly stuff and Eddie Cork and all the rest. So they were coming back with the uh, American country. Have, rock have you stuff, seen you know? the film Jimmy's Hall? Well, have you? Yes. Yeah. I watched it last week because I knew that, well, it was getting me into the frame of mind of the history of dance. So there's an example of that. Jimmy's Hall is a great film for anyone who wants to give it a watch. Jimmy's Hall, yeah. And I was going to mention that. I'm glad you mentioned that now. That, that's interesting you mentioned that because, because that's, 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 that's important, Jimmy's Hall. I don't know if you know how it came about, you know, Jimmy's Hall. But the, it's a true thing, a true story about up in Leitrim, wasn't it? The, yeah, and uh, funny, a lot of the dancers in it and the musicians would be fr friends of mine, so it was a very local, um, they use local musicians, they use local dancers, which was lovely. So even when I was watching it last week, oh, yeah. a lot of them would be friends of mine that I would often see at dance, well, not dances now, but at set dances and uh, Kaylee dances and music festivals. So it's a great film, absolutely brilliant. It's a great film, and it's dealing about, I think actually Jimmy's Hall might have been, uh, little, uh, probably the early 30s, you know, very early 30s, and it was dealing with jazz music, you know, mm -hmm. and jazz music was, and I mean the devil, the devil to the, to the church here. I mean, there was movements against it, and they were all against it. I mean, there was there was marches of over 3,000 people, you know, went, oh, they hated it, you know. It was it was music that, it was literally, they had it, you know, it was they had it down as as a, the biggest disruption to law and order, you know, in, 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 um, in the country, you know, jazz. And it led up to things. So you had, you had this is what started happening. And once we, once kind of things loosened up here, you had a little bit of different dancer coming in. The jazz would come in from America, you know, and it was really frowned upon. The church hated it, you know. So you had, you'd had big influence down through the years with, say, the church and also through maybe alcohol, you know. In 1935, I don't know about the Dance Halls Act. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. With the Dance Hall Act. Now, the Dance Hall Act was draconian. Worse. I'm not going to tell you that all about because read up on it. It was unbelievable how, how, what happened that time. It was the church brought it in and it was true actually starting off. They didn't like jiving, hated jiving. They didn't like jazz. They didn't like anything like that. And um, so they, what they done is they got a law brought out against it, you know, between federal government at the time, but it was passed by, it was sanctioned actually by Fine, Fine Gael and the Labour, so we can't be blaming anyone in particular for this, you know. <laughs> but they were kind of all in it together, and the judiciary as well, so you had a kind of a, a three-pound affair against the dancing. It was a terrible thing. So you, you couldn't dance anywhere unless it had a licence, and anyone could object to it. So what ended up happening was then, it shot everything. It actually, you couldn't even, it ended up that you couldn't even have a house party. Mm -hmm. You couldn't even have four people in a house for a dance or play instruments anymore. That, that was all gone now. The, the, like, like coronavirus. <laughs> yes, you see, and this is, this is, this is, this is similar. This is, what's, history keeps repeating itself. I mean, they would literally go into your house and, and, and find you. Like I've, I've, I have records of people even here kept them fine back in the tortoise 10 pound because there was half a dozen people came in and done a dance, you know, and played a few, played a bit of instruments. It was a, it was a terrible thing. It not only stopped, dancing but it also stopped a lot of music and stopped a lot of people sharing music it killed a lot of our traditional music here that dance hall act of 1935 which by the way is still there to this day that dance hall act you know it was a, it was a, it was a terrible thing so now what was happening then was that anyone that would um anyone that wanted to hold a dance 
the clergy would immediately just object to it on every ground possible. You know, I mean, if you read up on it, like, you know, out and out in just some parishes, to just that's it, no other dances, unless they're in a parish hall run by them, there was going, there was going, you know, that was it. That, that, that took a big knock, you know. But now, as years went on, you know, you had, that was 1935, you had the war four years later, you know, and, um, and, and after the war, you know, things loosened up, you know, things changed a lot in the war, you know, a lot of women ended up working and wouldn't be working in factories and took a lot of independence. So things really, afterwards in the 50s, you know, now you had, in the 50s, you would have had here the show band starting up, you know. Now the show, don't forget we're in Ireland here, we've England across the water here, and we've America all the way over there, but the big influences come from America, you know. And now all of a sudden you had these show bands and seven-piece bands standing up, which didn't happen, you know. <laughs> It didn't happen. You didn't stand up and play with your instrument. But these lads did all in the great fancy suits and like there was show bands all over Ireland and they took things to a new level, you know. And they couldn't stop it. It was like trying to keep the tide out, you know, trying to yeah. stop it, you know. And the places were jam-packed after that. People said about the big crowds in dance halls now. Like, look at a picture of dance halls years ago. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's like it's... sardines. You know? And it was, the only th it was the only thing they had, you know dancing like you know there was there was so little going on back in the 50s and all you know um like you've only to talk to some of the older people about going to dances and it was their absolute life there was nothing else in their life that was that was really any good you know as regards having a bit of fun over a crack it had to be that you know and there was very little drinking that time that's another thing back back in the 50s none of the dance halls had had licenses to, to sell alcohol that that didn't exist so you wanted to go somewhere, the only place you'd go was to a dance, you know, to meet someone. There was nowhere else you could meet anybody that time, you know. So that's why they'd done so well. And so the show bands were, it was a, it was a massive thing. They were, they were using a lot of American music that time, you know, a lot of American rock and roll music. And, uh, and uh, like there were so many of them, countless, you know. Now don't forget the dance hall, the dance hall acts, of course, was only here. Which was which was which was this side of the bar. Obviously, that didn't exist on the other side. So it gave them a bit of freedom up there, you know, as regards, you know, as regards with the bands and all the rest. So it was a huge influence all the time with bands from the north, you know, always like you know it was it was there. So that kind of went on that way, and it was it was so it was party time. Sixties, mm. you know, I, mean, I was born in the early sixties. I wasn't dancing at the time, you know, and everyone was dancing. You had to go, you know, if you wanted to go out, you you had to learn to dance. You take. You take um, back in the from the fifties back. You had to learn to dance because if you didn't learn how to dance, you were going to be on your own for the rest of your life. Because when you went to a dance hall, the lads were on one side and the girls were on the other side, and you had to walk across that floor and ask the girl up to dance. And if you couldn't dance, the next time you went over there, she'd say no, and you'd have to walk the whole way back facing all your friends. And that was it. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> You had to learn. So that's that's how the Irish dancing style became the way it was. So you learned off your sister, you learned off your auntie, or you learned your father, you learned any way you could. Uh, some of the girls to learn the jive and they used to use uh, a tie a tie or an apron. Yeah. Or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they'd go on anything at all. You just had yeah. to learn. You had to be able to do it, you know, to go out and dance. So that was and a lot of the time it wasn't that people learned. It was more that they were just made do it at home and they just picked it up or they just danced at home and they naturally picked it up. It, like I know I didn't learn how to dance. I was made dance and I just learned, I picked it up. Nobody ever went, this is how you jive and you do a turn and you do a spin. I just was made to do it and that was it. And I picked it up. 
And then that's how that's how you danced, you know. People often try and put a, a divide between north and south, you know, and like it's mainly who you learned off, you know. You could have learned one style off your auntie, or if you learned off your sister, she might have taught you different way. And that's kind of how it mixed up a little bit all the way down the country. But that that's how that kind of how it went then. You know, things changed then, things start to change um uh, say late sixties and all. Number one, dance halls start to get start to get licenses to drink you know and that that changed or not the dance halls did and as such a lot of the, a lot of i know i don't know about where you are but down here a lot of the bars start to put on big lounges you know yeah. and disco started up you know late 60s early 70s lots of things lots of things started to change and you know uh you, you then had you know the that incident with the miami show band you know in the 70s and, and that changed an awful lot you know now the bands wouldn't travel you know and it was a mixture of kind of the two things and now all of a sudden the dancing that was so huge and popular with the show bands and all that great here now started to disappear and this is the time i grew up in you know and at this stage no one was learning to dance because you didn't know you didn't have to know how to dance because now you didn't have to cross the floor anymore you went into a bar and you had a few drinks yeah. you know and everyone had a whole lot of courage and the dance floors got smaller and smaller and smaller and definitely down on this part of the country, well, all over the country, the big dance halls slowed down everywhere. They all shut. If you didn't have a license, you were gone. You know, and the discos, license discos took over, you know. Yeah, I would hear my mum speaking about it, like where Joe Dolan would have been on the scene and he would have been coming doing gigs and Van Morrison and it wasn't a dance. It was, you know, it was the disco. <laughs> so I kind of, I've heard, heard about it from mum. Well, that was... That, that was a big change, you know. I, I know the big dance halls down here, like the Camels Ballroom and Adamstown, like places that would hold two, 2,000 people at a dance, you know. And they all went from being the most successful places in the country to shut doors closed down, you know. They couldn't compete with the lounges down here, you know. And then, like I say, people didn't need to dance anymore, you know, to, to meet up somebody. That's kind of what happened. And then there was a period then of, of probably 30 years where no one learned to dance anymore. And like, my age group definitely are all part of that and and below us like you know all the people they'd be all saying oh god look at the way you go to a wedding and all the other people can dance and, and they couldn't because no one learned to dance anymore that finished up then you know bar maybe a few people who went to a bit of ballroom you know that kind of went went on in a, in, a, in a small way and then along comes the recession you know 2007 2008 and now things start to change and now everyone is broke you know and now all of a sudden uh, a dance hall with live music, a fiver to get in, which was all it started off at. You got tea and buns and cake when you came in, and now they start to pick up. And down here, uh, nearly most of the dance halls that were closed reopened up again. Adams all those dance halls reopened. Yeah. They all started in the recession, you know, started back in the recession. And now dancing started to get popular again. People aren't drinking as much, a lot of things came into the mix. Drink and driving now is getting is getting much stricter here. Yeah. When I was young, you go where you like. You know, you wouldn't drive anywhere sober. It was just the way it was done. <laughs> you know, it was just, just it was the way it was. It's a different time now, you know. And now people are not able to do that anymore. People are we're more health conscious now, you know, in, in this time. People are eating better, they're looking after their health better, and all these things all start to come together. And it was pointing everywhere, everyone in the one direction, and that's back to the dance halls, you know. But nobody could dance. This is the problem, you know. So now there's a whole big frenzy. People are trying to learn to dance, you know. And the young people, especially, um, when they when they start when they start learning another, and you would never ever taught young people down here anyway. There was no young people dancing whatsoever. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but once the small group started, they all wanted to do it, you know. It's a pity with this corona thing. It came at a very bad time, it didn't come a few years later. I know, I know. And um, yeah, it's inter- I suppose the one thing on everyone's mind and the one question I'm getting asked is, when will it go back to normal? When can we dance? When will we dance? It's so hard to know if if we will be able. I mean, I'm, I started teaching outdoors now. Um, the doorbell is after going, so I'll just have... Mine hasn't gone yet. Mine is. It's the post coming. I know as I've seen it anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I saying? Um, it's so hard to know how it's how it's going to go back at all. Um, as I said, yet there I was saying I've started doing my outdoor classes. Obviously, that's line dancing only. Um, what's your kind of view on it all, if any? Because it's so hard to to even guess. Oh God, COVID. Um, one thing about the COVID was like all the changes that happened down through the years. You know. Um, were gradual, you know, everything was gradually happening, you know, it took years to happen, you know, and it took big things to change it, like the war and like, you know, like the discourse coming in and like drinking Gareth, people. Gareth drinking. Brooks. <laughs> Gareth Brooks, that's, that, that's Shinshka Elena now, okay? <laughs> um, you know, but, but the corona was so, so, it was so clinical, you know, like we, we, um, on the, I think about it, the 12th of March, when, it was just, nobody really knew actually. I wrote an article in the papers over there actually. And at the time there was one case in Ireland. And we were to go over to a dance, do a dance workshop over in Blackpool. And, you know, we were, I, I had classes on that week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And the class got smaller and smaller and smaller. One on Thursday, like, was hardly one whole now. We were due to go the next day to, to Blackpool. And we didn't know what to do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that your post? He, that's my postman he he rang twice because he didn't see me in here usually i'm inside the window but i have the curtain closed <laughs> you think you're up to something yeah and <laughs> um, you were saying sorry Jesse. oh yeah no we went to blackboard so even that night on the Thursday night i was half packed like my suitcase was upstairs it was you know we didn't we didn't know whether to go or not so we were kind of waiting for Cheltenham to see what she, we were kind of hoping to be cancelled but joe david had already been dead gone over the day before and the pressure was on us to go you know and and it was a hard thing to pull out of, you know. And over in England, it didn't seem to be much about it. So we were waiting to see what the call was. The government here said it was still safe to travel to England. So, you know, and then Cheltenham was going ahead. And that was, meant we were going. We, we, had no, we, you know, we had to go now, you know. So off we went the next day and we went to Blackpool. And um, um, that was the Olivia Friday, was it, or the Saturday? It was on the Friday. Like Olivia Douglas was there as well. And I can't remember who else. No, I can't remember who else was there. Um, yeah, I think Stuart was there as well. And Joe David, and there was a few bands from over there as well, you know. They, they, over in England, they, they knew it was a kind of surreal time. They kind of knew it was happening, you know, but nobody would shake your hand, but then having said that, everyone danced together, like, you know, that doesn't seem to be much of a difference, you know. And, you know, I mean, uh, I remember I, I met one woman I never thought of it, and I went up shaking my hand, she took her hand back real quick, you know. And I uh, thought, yeah, you know, unless when she picked up her drink and drank it, like, you know, that the barman was after handling and, yeah. you, know, you know, they hadn't got a grasp of it yet. I had never been in Blackpool before. I'd been close to it. I used to go to workshops in Southport. And we took a walk around because, you know, famous Blackpool, like, you know. Yeah, so and, Yeah, and like everybody was just sauntering around, you know. And we were all now getting texts. I don't know if you remember when this thing started about someone said out the fake thing about the army going to lock the whole place yeah. down. 
this thing. Now we took it seriously. So now we're in Blackmore, we're thinking, we're not getting back out here, you know, we're not gonna be let back out of England, we're gonna be stuck here forever. And so it was like panic, people were uncomfortable, you know, I have to say we were uncomfortable, you know. So we didn't we left on Sunday morning. So we just done the Saturday workshops and we left the first thing and we got the boat back. Like we were we didn't know what was gonna happen. We didn't know whether we get we get on the boat. When we got off the boat, would it let us back down to the country? Like, you know, because everyone was getting texts all the time, you know, and it was, it was kind of a worrying time. And like, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, as I told you, that's the last time I opened my laptop. That's the last time I wore one of these shirts. Yeah. You know, it was like, it's like we've been frozen in time ever since. Mm-hmm. And so many different things have happened. And, you, and like, you talk about the dancer now. I mean, they talk about reopening hotels or reopening pubs and all the rest of them. When will they do it? You know, open up things or open up the dance classes. It's, that's no big deal. It's, it's what are you going to do afterwards? I mean, they can open up pennies or they can open up the hotels or they can open up the pubs, but it, everything has to be with, with social distancing, you know? And there's an argument now whether it's going to be two meters or one meter, and if they make it a meter, it's going to be all this much better. Yeah. That's no good to you when you're dancing. No. The <laughs> you need, you need no meters. <laughs> yes, you see, you can't dance, you know, can't dance partner dancing with, with social with social distance, you know. So it's 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 on the face of it, on the face of it, it's 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 clever as it has a vaccine, which could be two years away, you know. I mean that's that's a horrific thought, you know. <laughs> but yeah, having said that, there's there's you have like what you're saying, line dancing for instance, yourself and I see Liam and Joan have started as well the line dancing. I mean that's when I'll start back to line dancing, you know. You know, not just yet, you know, but I will. You know, that's what I, and through that we get started. We can do things in, in the at least at least get a start back. I mean, there's also no reason why that a, a couple, I'm caught here because I'm on my own, you know, there's no reason why a couple who are living together, it's all you know. Yeah. I'm losing you there now. Go back. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, yeah. You yeah, free. I lost you there for a second, but it's okay. I'll cut that part out. So will you just go back and say again about how there's no problem with the couple living together? Okay, so so there's no problem. I know I know we can't I know it's social distancing, you know, and you can't dance even if even if to bring it down to the famous meter that we're all looking for, we still can't dance be a meter apart unless it's unless it's line dancing, you know. You know, there's no reason why they can't dance together. Just it's, it's, it's all time, you know. They're saying four people can meet together, you know, you know, but 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 that one wouldn't be social distance. I see now also this you probably know, which is the 17th of June, Wednesday, our reports come out. Leo Leo Varta said that there can be gatherings of five thousand people in September, you know. You know, so you think, oh no, happy days, when everything starts back up again, but everything is not starting back up again, you know. That's social distancing. I don't know. People in anywhere. And, you know, you have so many challenges now, haven't you? With It's not just opening it up anymore. You know, you've got toilets. You've got there's so many different things that well, that's going to be a problem now, you know? Yeah. So where, where do we go? I, I thought maybe, I think anyway, that with the, with the, if we started back up the line dance, and if at least once we get into a venue and start working out how to work everything else beside the dancing, how do you walk the door in, the door out, take the money? Get all that figured out first, you know? And I think then, you know, you can, the area, the area we have for maybe one person dancing can be made that bit bigger. And now two people can dance if they're a couple or if they're coming together or whatever, you know? 
I don't think I don't think we're going to I don't think it it should be or hopefully it's not going to be until there's a vaccine you know yeah okay. do you think <laughs> do you think that some dance teachers won't start back and that there'll only be a selection yeah to, yeah. yeah I spoke to quite a few of them and some of them some of them won't start back so here's another part of this whole thing and this is this is line dancing you know um you know a lot of people don't like you know don't like it you know now it's it's like people who do strictly ballroom don't like people who don't do it strictly you know kind of thing like you know it it, it happens i don't mind i don't i don't worry about that like you know the thing about the line dancing is people can say what they like about it you know i mean the slash uh, which i first seen about seven or eight years ago you know, when i was at a workshop or some kind of a thing down in willie walsting down in clare or somewhere and the first time i saw the slash never saw it hadn't a clue what it was Dra I was dragged up into the middle of a line. I had the clue what I was doing, dragged around the floor. The slosh was so far into me, you know. And I still didn't know what I was doing at the end of it, you know, but it was a bit of crack, you know. And it didn't come down here till a few years later, you know. It was still unheard of in down around this part of the country, but eventually it started. And now you put the slosh in a dance hall and the whole place erupts and everyone gets up. Yeah. So no doubt about it, it's popular. You know, no, people say what they like, it's it's popular, you know. It's I notice in the class, if, if, if it's flagging a bit, you know, I'm, I'm doing something and the floor's kind of getting people sitting around. I put on a line dance and it's like everyone's up, you know. So it just proves how, how, how actually popular it is. And again, I think what puts people off maybe, it's like what people puts people off with the dancing, you know, that they see a, the dancing done strictly style and they think, God, how will I ever do that? You know, whereas we know ourselves it doesn't have to be like that. It can be much more sociable and easier to do that. And line dancing is the same. Line dancing as line dancing would line dancing. If you went to a line dancing class, it would be completely different. You know, it's more complex. There's a very good friend of mine uh, teaches line dancing down here, Ava Cody. You know, she's been doing it for years. You know, now she told me if she'd done the slosh in her class, they'd probably just put her coats on and leave. You know, it's probably but, too easy. But they'd hate it. Yeah, it'd be an insult to them. Whereas if we put on the slosh, the complete opposite happens. You know. Yes. No, yes. Cause that's that's the difference. Um, and in line dancing, it, it's what they will do. Uh, a big difference in line dance, they will do pick a particular song and they do a line dance to it, and then do another song. And it's a quite, it's very competitive. The line dancing world, if you talk to anyone, it's mm -hmm. a cultural business. You know, when the song comes out, someone gets it and does a line dance to it very quickly. You know, and then someone else can't claim it. So it's it's that kind of thing. Whereas, whereas you know, and also what's very important about the way they dance too is where a normal song you'll have. A verse and chorus, verse and chorus, and you might have a solo with it. That's not a mix of songs are drawn together. They will always do something different to the to the solos, or maybe something different to the verse and chorus. But we just do the same dance all the time, all the way around. That's it, four times usually. Uh, four, whatever, or generally. Yeah. And what that means is that when we're out at the Monaghan Festival, or we're out at a dance hall, and you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, Slosh comes on, and they're halfway through it, you can jump in and join in. It doesn't make a difference. And no matter what line dance we do, we keep it that way. We keep it. Even if they're a little bit complicated, we keep those so you can jump in at time. That's the beauty of it. As I just say, if you go wrong halfway through, it's not the end of the world because you'll be starting again when we hit a new wall and it's hmm. and I think people find comfort in that. So like I had my I'm doing as I said, I'm doing the line dancing at the moment and I had the full class last night, so it it can have fourteen and then myself then it's fifteen. So yeah. fourteen people um with their cones around them and out with measuring tape like this is the, this is the side of it like we're gonna have to allow for extra time before class and after class to measure out i was there with my measuring tape measuring out the cones making sure everyone is is um 
the proper distance like it's it's actually more time consuming now i found over the last week yeah, but that's a change sandra we'll, we'll come up with different ideas you know there we'll help each other out yeah but i mean everyone will come up with different ideas you know it's, where there's a will there's a way you know and there's a and massive have, will with dancing you know i mean everybody have, you noticed that your dvds have because um for those that don't know declan has a selection of dvds have you found that your dvd sales have gone up in the yeah, yeah, the DVD sales have gone up. Yeah, all people are watching it now. <laughs> I'm practicing. There's, a, there's plenty in them to keep them going anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's it. So, so you know, for for people, for people listen, you know, you know, d d don't be too tunnel visioned on the line dance. You know, give it a go. Like well, I never liked online dance. It was a pure chance. Like you know, I, I used we used to do when I used to I done rock and roll. I said one bar, but I didn't say it to you. But what I was doing, what I was doing, the dancing. Or how I got around to the jive, and when I was doing a lot of the other dancing, I was I was getting so far when I, I just I didn't like that about the dancing the way there was the, the way there was kind of a two tier system or three tier system in the dance. You know, I was I was always uncomfortable, with that, but there was nothing else. You know, and then I started to see there was a I started to go to some rock and roll dancing down here in Wexford. You know, and what, what I loved about it and the jiving, you know, was that everybody got up and jived, and people were more or less doing the same thing. There was no one. You know, there was no one, you know, doing anything special. Like everyone was, everybody could get up and jive with each other. And it didn't matter. And then we went to events. And what really impressed me too, the girls all wear the rock and roll dresses on, you know. And it just didn't matter who you were or what you were or the lads, you know. Everyone kind of dressed up and went out to the other. Didn't make, the girls, whether they were 8 stone or 28 stone, it didn't make a difference. They all put on the dresses. And the lads, it didn't make a difference whether they were what they looked like. Everybody just went out and had a crack. And I thought, now this is for me. I, I, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I remember saying that. I remember going up to one of the lads and, and asking him, and um, you know, would you, would you, could you teach me this style of dancing? You know, this. And he, he said, I know. He says, he says, says I'd like to all right. He said, but I, but he says, um, uh, I'd be too shy to get up and all the rest of it. So I know I learned it. So what I done then? I looked up a fellow uh, to see where I could learn it. And here I was back going to England again. <laughs> Over to a fellow by the name of Cab Cavanagh. Cab Cavanagh would be probably the most well-known jive teacher, you know, rock and roll jive teacher, probably on the planet. You know, he's this fellow's dancing for over thirty years now. You know, he's he's champion that champion all the rest of it. So we sat going to myself and the girl I was dancing. We sat going over to Cab and we sat learning jive. You know, and that was grand. When I came back, when I came back, when I when I started doing here, I was involved with the rock and roll club and I started teaching jive in here. That was the start of me teaching jive. You know, but there was no young people dancing. You know, that time. And then someone told me that, and it was good, and the scene was good, and all the rest of it. But it's it's different, you know. The thing with uh, the, the the big difference in rock and roll, and I wouldn't like a lot of people say, oh, it's completely different to dance and all, because it's not, you know. They, they tend to use a lot slower music than we do, you know. The likes of rock around the clock and see later, see later, or gator, you know. It it sounds fast, but it's not fast music, you know. It's actually if you were actually to get up and do a quick step to it, you'd actually be going very very slow, you know. And, but a lot of it was the dress up, you know. Another thing they do too is they don't always dance. You know, I see when you go to a rock and roll event, not that many people dance. If there's a hundred people in the place, there might be 20 people dancing, you know. You know, they're not as big into it, you know, as, you know, one crowd. Whereas we go to a dance, there's a hundred people there. There's a hundred people dancing, you know. So you don't go there not to dance. Like, you know, that's the thing. Another big difference too is, is in Ireland, in, and the contrast is, is that, over here, when we go to a dance, 
it's it's kind of about the speed of music, you know. Over here, they play fast music or slow music. That, that's it. When you go to a dance, if when they're playing, there are going to be two types of dancing when you go over here. It's either going to be a waltz or it's going to be a quick step. Simple as that. that. That's it when you go to a dance. If you can do a waltz or a quick step, you're dancing all night. There's no song they're going to play that you can't dance, you know. The waltzes are always be fast. You know, I know they're trying to not slow waltz, you know, sometimes in some of the bands, but it's rare, you know. And the quick steps then, they'll either be fast or they'll be very slow. So you wonder, they'll call the slow ones Foxtrot. So either way, you have, you know, you, that's the way it is. But if you're a jiver and you want to jive and you go to an Irish dance hall, you jive for the quick steps around. There is no other music. There's no middle ground music, you know. The only time there's middle speed music is when there's a slosh, you know. You'll play something in the middle and never go up and do a slosh. But other than that, so because of that, that probably separates us a lot from, say, if you go to a rock and roll event, you know, which I'd still go to a lot of time, you know. When you go anywhere, you always jive to fast music because that's what the bands will be playing. They don't play, you know, they don't play slower music, you know. And that's what you might see when you, when you go out. See, it's different with the girls when they're doing rock and roll. Because they're in the dresses and all, it, it, it looks more, you know. You know, even though the music is slow, you know, and it's very, you know, they're, they're moving an awful lot, you know, and the dresses are whirling around and whirling back and, 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 and span, you know. But you wouldn't do that now to our music, you know, because it's, cause it's, it's fast and, and people like it fast. And it seems to be getting, and you did ask one of the questions uh, seen there, did you see, did you notice a difference in the last few years, you know? And definitely the bands who play faster seem to, seem to be more popular, you know? Mm -hmm. Obviously it's what people want, you know? Yeah, I think that is it. I mean, I know even in, when a slow waltz comes on, immediately there's not as many people on the floor. <laughs> well, a slow waltz, yeah, we have a dance from slow waltz, so we so we like slow waltz. What we don't, the music we don't like, that was another you were asking, what do you like and dislike? What we don't like is the, the slower, the real, 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 real slow versions of the quick step, which people would call slow foxtrot. I'm not putting labels on it, I'm just saying there's nothing you can really do to it, you know. Yeah. Because uh, it's just so slow, like you know. At least if the music doesn't go so slow, and you don't, you don't want that, you can do some kind of a line dance, you know. But when it gets very slow, you know, and that's one of my dislikes when I go to dance. I wish they wouldn't play that bloody stuff. You know? Yeah, no, I I love to agree with you there. I think I I would say. <laughs> but um, yeah. So so I forget what question. Last question you asked me now. Um. I'm trying to look at this thing. Oh, you were talking about the, 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 the we started, you started off this by asking me about the, the COVID, you know, and what way it's going to affect everything, you know. You know, it, it was so sudden, you know, I think we're still in, we're still in, we're, we're still in a, a little bit of cuckoo land as regards what's happened. I think we all might have thought that this was going to finish, you know. You know, when we came back, you know, it was, I remember talking to Joe Davin and the land and the bands and all. I mean, the bands have been hit so bad, you know. I was talking to Joe the other day and he's been talking to some of the bands. I mean, they're in trouble now, you know, because like I said to you, it's all right saying, all right, the hotels are going to open on the 29th of June. This is as we stand on this day here, you know what they're saying, you know, they, they brought that forward a bit, you know, from, from July 20th. That's all very well. But in general, they can only hold a third, you know, I think that's what I was reading. So a hall that would hold 500 now is 150, you know, or 130, I think is what they're saying, which is all very well to get it, to get something back up and running. That's no good to a five-piece band with, with a lorry and a sound man and a manager. Yeah. That, that won't work. They need, the mats is the mats. 15 euro in the door, they need a minimum of 250 people yeah. on a bad night. On a bad night, just to pay their wages, but they need 
350 people to keep it going. I mean, the general run of bands here is, you know, any, any most five feet bands are going to be on three and a half thousand, you know, to generally to get, be getting a decent wage of it, you know. Yeah. I mean, right, they can take a couple of nights at 2,000 euro there to maybe just fill the lorry with diesel and get a few bob, but they need that kind of figures. Yeah. So, so now you, you, you need to multiply that. There's no hall here holds well funded people. You know, because you would need a hall that would have holds well funded to get it back down now to the 300 social distancing, you know. So the bands are in trouble and they're talking about, they're talking about next March, you know, nice. maybe, and maybe more. And of course that affects all us now too, you know, because the giant- Domino effect. Yeah, a domino effect because where you're back to the same thing. Whereas if you were into but strictly bottom, that's planned. This is going to, this is going to suit them down to the ground because they get their dance halls back now, you know, and we're up there buzzing around the place, getting in their way anymore, you know. And that, that suits them, you know, and fair use them, but it's but the jiving is 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 very much a into packed halls and bumping on each other and you know, it, it, it's 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 the fun of it, you know, and yeah, you know, and that's 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 where that's gonna end up. Nobody knows at the minute. I mean, it all depends what article you read. Will the vaccine mm -hmm. be here? Definitely it was gonna be one year before Christmas and some read the next article and say it'll be two years and read another one. And they said they still haven't got one for SARS that was 18 years ago, so you don't you don't know where you stand with it, you know. So it's it's a guessing game, really, you know. Playing it by ear, and I think maybe concerts might be one option that might come back before dances. But again, a, a full a theatre that might hold five hundred people, you're bringing that down to maybe a hundred or that kind of thing. Like, so it'll be interesting to see who's the first one out again, or who, what happens, just generally, what happens. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about who would be the first one. I mean, there's nothing technically to stop if we were, if you were, there's nothing to stop if there was 20, 30, 40 couples come into a dance hall, stayed together, sat a little bit apart, and danced away their waltzes or their quick steps. They're not breaking any rules. No. It's about being smart. There's nothing to stop them, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, know how, I don't know how that's going to go, you know. Um, I just fear it's going to be a long time. I see... I see, like the driving competition, I think Ger had put it from March to November, and I'm pretty sure that that's not on the cards anymore, you know. I see the famous, world-famous opera festival here in Wexford is, is, is off, you know. But yet, I, I hear the Spiegel tent is going ahead. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the Spiegel tent, you know. Yeah. Um, the Spiegel tent would be, um, Mike Denver's played in the Spiegel tent. Spiegel tent are, are big, they're fabulous big wooden circus tents. You know, they're, they're 100 years old. They're, they're spectacular, you know, inside. They're big round ones and they come in on how many Arctic lorries and they're all constructed. Cost an absolute fortune. But they come to Wexford every year, you know, and I, I see that's going ahead, you know. So, uh, you know, there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a little bit of hope anyway. <laughs> Please God. Oh, look, it's all up in the air and we, we don't know what's going to happen. But um, Declan, it's been so good to talk to you today. And well, firstly, have a have a talk to someone and have a catch up with you about dancing because oh, I feel over the last few weeks I haven't been talking about dancing at all. I really appreciate you uh, having the chats with me and talking about all things dancing. That's great. I didn't, I thought I would be going for an hour. I see an hour's gone. Yeah, yeah you were getting worried. But uh, no, we had, we had some hours. catching up to do. <laughs> Yeah, and I just, just, just on that with people with dancing, you know, it's a time there now. If you don't, if you don't know how to dance, it's a good chance now to learn. You know, um, for for anyone, like at least when I come back, you know how to do it. Don't be put off 
you know, the, 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 you know, the likes of the quick step and the, the waltz, which is really all you need. They're, they're, they're simple dances to learn, you know. Jiving, of course, is going to be a little bit harder, you know, because the girl is doing one thing and lads doing the other thing, you know. But that's the excitement about jiving, you know, because every time the girl gets up to dance, like if you dance quick step or waltz or something, it's more or less going to be the same. Jiving will never be the same. That's why young people love jiving, you know, because every fellow she dances with, there's something different about it, you know, and a little bit of a challenge there. And that's why it's such a popular dance among uh, young people. So don't get frustrated. I know different teachers might teach different ways, but it's the same dance at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't make a difference, you know. So, so use, use the opportunity to, there's plenty of videos up all over the place. You don't have to go buy anything, you know, but use the, um, use the opportunity to, to learn how to dance so that when we are back, that you'll be well polished up. <laughs> and exactly. And Declan, I know there's loads of videos on Declan's Facebook page, so make sure you check that out. And Declan, what's the name of your, is it just Declan Flanagan? Well, the Dancing with Declan at gmail.com is, uh, is my email address, and uh, dancingwithdeclan.ie is the website. You know? There we go. And on See that, there's videos. There's, um, there's, there's three videos. Um, there's three videos. I just put them there. I didn't know. I, I didn't do this advertising, but there's three videos. There's there's one for line dancing, which is social line dancing, and since slash and everything is on that one there, so it's nice and handy. I think just thirty videos on. Now the 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 jiving DVDs are done separate. I done the girls separate to the boys, and I done that for a reason, not because I'm going to sell two DVDs, because <laughs> we still do for the same for cheaper than if you get two of them. But the reason we done it is because. It's, it's different. It's a dance that's different. You wouldn't be doing a separate DVD for Quick Step or for Waltz. It'd be the same DVD or for Line Dancing, but it's separate so that the lads can get their boys when and go away and learn their dance on their own and the girls can uh, learn their dancing on their own. And just when you're there too, and if, you, if any of you have any, but this is not for me now. Right? This is for, this is for you, you get these separate. But these are a handy little thing. I've just put them here. i just put them here. These, these dancing socks here, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but these are made by a crowd called the Dance Art Company. And when I get these, I just sell them off a cost price. But if you want them, you go directly to the company. Just go to the Dance Art Company. And if you're ever having a problem when you're dancing with sticky floors or anything and you don't want to change shoes or anything, these are a miracle little thing. I have never heard of them. I'm writing down what they are. They, they, look, they look cool. They look like my kind of thing. miracle piece. All you do is you put them in your pocket and all you do is barely, you get them in all different colors and you just slip them on your shoe like our girls wear them all the time and the lads wear them all the time. And you just slip them over your shoe, you know, they just barely go over it and it'll turn a real bad floor into a good floor like that. I love it. I'm going to, I think I might be having a look now when we get off this call. That's brilliant. I know, the kids, I I know my kids would love them anyway. Oh yeah. And they last, they last for ages. Yeah. Oh, I think I might just have to <laughs> I'll have to invest in a few so no that's that's a brilliant idea um, so yeah make sure you check out Dancing with Declan and he has the DVDs there for sale as well on the website now is an excellent time to learn how to dance and even on the Facebook page there's lots of videos and on my Facebook page so between both our Facebook pages you should have no excuses um, so make sure you check out Declan's Facebook page give it a like and Declan thank you so much for um, taking part in uh, episode 3 of the Country Chats podcast Okay, we'll meet you at the next pandemic. We will, please God. Thank you, Declan. God bless. See you all then.